Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. A phrase I see a lot these days in response to the latest atrocity is, there are no words. There are times when there must be words. When you receive a gift, you must at least say thank you. With your words, you acknowledge your gratitude to the gift giver. At this time of year, it's not so much words of gratitude in response that are difficult, but words to describe the gift itself. God gave the best he had to give, and that's a lot. He gave his son. All the galaxies and planets in the universe, the most beautiful sunset, the most majestic mountain, none of these can compare with the value of the gift actually given. Paul acknowledges this when he says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Indeed, there are no words to describe the value of the gift given for our deliverance. A word used in the Bible, the word ransom, gives us a clue to what this gift is all about. A ransom is the price paid to obtain the release of a captive, the cost of redemption. We sometimes use the term king's ransom to describe a large amount of money. When Richard the Lionhearted was captured in Austria, it took a huge amount of money to free him, much of which consisted in gold and silver confiscated from the churches, certainly a king's ransom. But when we consider the value of the ransom God paid for our release, there can be no meaningful comparison with any such thing. Peter puts it like this, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. There was not enough silver or gold in the world to pay this ransom. It is unspeakable. From the riches of Solomon to the billions of the oligarchs of today, all of it combined would be meaningless. There was only one price that would avail, the blood of God's only son, the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. What words do you have to express your thanks for this price that God paid for you? Mary, the mother of our Savior, spoke some words that became timeless when she visited Elizabeth, who herself was expecting a child whose name would be John. She said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. You can't improve much on that. Although, in my opinion, Mary herself had already done so, as I will point out later. The angels said to those shepherds out in the field watching their sheep, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's good too. We would expect much from the angels after all. This morning I listened to two sermons by a truly great preacher. His name may not ring a bell with you, but 
You may have at one time or another heard a famous excerpt from one of his sermons, which is usually called My King. His name was S.M. Lockridge. He was truly a gifted and eloquent man. Talk about a way with words. Most of us don't have that impressive facility with language, but that doesn't mean we can't properly express our thanksgiving in a way that pleases God. Before I finish, let me explain that words alone don't count for much. As the old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. A parable of Jesus comes to mind. A man had two sons, and he told them to go work in the field. One said, I will, Dad, but he didn't. The other said, no, I won't do it. But later he changed his mind and went to the work. Which one pleased his father? Obviously, the one who finally obeyed him. Which brings me to the response that we all can give to God in view of this unspeakable gift. As I said before, Mary said something that I think even eclipses those beautiful words in the Magnificat. She said it not before Elizabeth or any other human, but before the angel who came to announce that she would be the mother of Messiah. As you remember, she was quite surprised by this angelic visitation. Who wouldn't be? Any angels called on you lately? Me neither. After the angel explained how she would become pregnant without the natural relations with a man, Mary responded to this great announcement. Her words were simple. Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. She didn't argue with God about this plan, which would end up causing her much grief. She didn't ask him to find somebody else. She just said, Here I am, Lord, your obedient servant. Do with me whatever you wish. And friends, this is the best way for us to respond in this season to the unspeakable gift we have received. Flowery words are not needed. All that is needed is our full surrender to God's plan. The Son of God could leave the splendors of heaven for this broken world to become a man and then suffer an awful death for us. It's really nothing for us to yield our all to him. He made us. He owns us. He brought us back from slavery, his own property, I might add, with his own life. I urge you today, to give your life totally to Christ. Don't hold back, but surrender all he did for us. Heavenly Father, I say with Paul, thanks be unto God for this unspeakable gift that Jesus, who was rich, though he was rich, for our sake he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. Help us to yield all to Jesus, the one who gave his all for us, the one who shed the last drop of his holy and precious blood at Calvary to ransom us, to deliver us, to set us free. Thank you, Jesus. God bless those who listen today. I pray this word will uh, be life-changing, would find lodging in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, my dear friends, uh, I usually ask for your prayers, and I especially do uh, today. My family and I are going to be moving in about two weeks to Texas, to a town called Kerrville, which is in what they call the Hill Country. It's about an hour west to northwest of San Antonio. When we get there, I will become the rector of the Anglican Church of the Hill Country. We're very excited about this move. We believe God has good things in store, but we do need your prayers. Uh, over the new next two weeks, we've got to pack up all of our belongings, and, and we've done that many times in our lives in the ministry, but it doesn't get any easier, especially as you get older. So please pray for us that God would give us the physical strength to get this thing done and so that we can uh, when the truck comes to load everything up, we'll be ready for them. And I also would ask you to please pray for the precious, godly people at Bread of Life Anglican Church uh, here in the Schenectady area, uh, a godlier group of people I have never been acquainted with. And I have no doubt that God has wonderful, a wonderful future and great plans for them and for this work here. But uh, please pray for them, that God will give them guidance and will send the right man to be their leader. And as always, you can reach me by email, not just now, but even when I'm living down in Texas, you can reach me at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.